Can't wait for summer? Old Navy's huge summer sale starts now. All jeans, all tees, all dresses, and all shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Shorts from $12 for adults, $7 for kids. Buy online and pick up in-store for free today. All jeans, tees, dresses, and shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 5-6 to 5-12. Excludes in-store clearance. Active, licensed, men's packaged, and flag tees. Shut up and sit down. Bitches, I want to let you know that I'm not alone. Lady Holder's with me right now. <laughs> not physically. That would definitely no, cause an physically. interesting ripple throughout the space-time no. continuum. Oh, you'd have, heard, you'd have heard the boom if that way, if that had happened. I woke up, bitchy. Really? I just woke up bitchy. I, it, okay, so I got, I go to the coffee house, and they had a full Mm -hmm. staff, so they didn't need me, and and that was disappointing, because I was actually kind of looking forward to running the counter, you know, for free, Um, Uh and so I sat closest as I could to the cashier, and Mm any time somebody gave her grief, I gave them grief right back from my table. (laughs) So uh, this asshole one. comes in, and it's great. It's great. This this asshole comes in, and he's one of those hipster jackasses with the facial hair and the hat and the scarf. Mm. It's fucking September in the out in the south. There's no fucking scarf, okay? In September in Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. You don't get to wear a fucking scarf in September, okay? Okay. okay. So he comes in this place with this fucking scarf on and his stupid hat and his hipster beard, goatee <laughs> thing, Van Dyke. And he, he orders some ridiculous fruit tea. They don't sell ridiculous fruit tea at my coffee house. If they did, I wouldn't go. Can you imagine how nasty that would smell? It would totally ruin the coffee smell. And she says, oh, no, we don't have that. And he's like, um, oh, well, and then he starts ordering something else, and it's the same kind of thing. It's blueberry, raspberry, something. I said, look, asshole, they've got three kinds of tea here, and nobody legitimately drinks them. Green, black, and chai. That's it. It's on the fucking board. (laughs) Yeah. And the owner comes around, he says, do you need some more coffee? (laughs) (laughs) So there are three kinds of fucking tea. It's right there on the goddamn board. You cannot miss it. You cannot miss it. Yeah. Yeah. 
who the hell drinks he, chai? He, my husband. Uh, I do, but I have my a husband. decaf that I drink when I when it's late at night. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Night. I'm a delicate fucking flower over here. That's me, Venus flytrap. Right. It's terrible. Um, it's terrible. So I go to Target because, like, I needed uh-huh. another Target. Literally. You do realize so I got off I go work to Target. a couple hours ago, and I could have been there for you and and you know harass people through the phone too. Oh, this was like um, at one o'clock in the afternoon. You were at work. Oh no, I was I was at work. Okay, so you, you went because to I only Target. slept three hours. I'm Why? not only am I bitchy and I'm on my period. <laughs> Sorry guys. Sorry guys. Um, I have PM. I have during menstrual syndrome. I have PMDD. I mean, you have hell on earth and and you know goodwill towards men. And I've slept <laughs> three hours. And I'm naturally a bitch anyway. Your your sunshiny nature just, you know, flies right on through. So I go into Target, and they have a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I've already had four cups of coffee. And so I go yeah, over to Starbucks, and I order, I order a, a venti frappuccino. Mm-hmm. Because why the hell not? And um, I, uh, I, am, I have my cart and... Weapon, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I'm tooling around the store, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it is a good thing I left my gun at home. Oh because I did leave God. my gun at home. I do have a weapon. I am licensed to carry in the states that I live in. She is. Just FYI, um, mm-hmm. I left it at home. Thank you. My mother has a 38 Smith and Wesson. Mine's a nine millimeter. Um, Mom's got a license to carry as well. Um, I always know when she's carrying because uh, she, because she only has two purses her gun will fit in. I'm wrong. <laughs> have you seen a 38 Smith and Wesson? Yes, I'm I have. Like, They're not. They're not subtle. It's not a small gun. This is not a grandma's gun, okay? Um, no. It's a big weapon. It's a fairly large handgun. It's um, not as big as, say, Dirty Harry's weapon, but it's pretty close. It's impressive. Yeah, that that I will give you. Um, the 9mm is a little more handy, and it fits mm-hmm. in most of my purses. Anyways... So I left my I left my weapon at home, which was a good thing. Um, yeah. But I knew before I left the house that I was not in a. I was you know because here's the thing about being a responsible gun owner. You know when you should leave it at home. Mhm. And you know. I can agree to that. To put it away and to put it in the gun safe and lock it away. And that's a responsible com- gun owner. <laughs> As your comments, no, you left your gun at home. You are a weapon. I tend to agree, Azure. So, I'm in Target. And this man, I want to tell you right up front, okay, he didn't do a single thing wrong. Oh, that's helpful. He's what the hell happened? in line behind me. Uh-huh. And he is chatting on his phone. 
And he has the most annoying voice I've ever heard in my life. Think Ben Stein plus Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, Lord. Uh, really? Like a maid didn't have a baby. I, I don't even know. I mean, it was the most terrible thing I've ever heard in my life, right? And turned around and I said, you've got to shut the fuck up. Thank you for having the gun at home. Holy shit. Really? And he said, uh, 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 yes, ma'am. <laughs> I don't even want to yeah. know what my face looked like at this point. I don't want to know. And, I, you know, here's the thing is I really, I really legitimately do have PMDD, and it is a severe form of PMS. Um and uh it's it's terrible and um because the last time i was this bad i um threatened to castrate my somebody at kfc <laughs> uh-huh. that's on my live journal if you want to hear if you if you want to hear about it so i remember you know, hearing about that it, I wanted to deball this man, okay, and all he was doing was standing there talking to his stupid friend. And it was like the most, it was like nails on a chalkboard. It was right. terrible. Oh, my God. And so I get out to my car, having mm-hmm. bought, okay, two packs of Oreos, <laughs> the regular, normal kind. Thank you. Please tell me Thank you, you so much. Diet Pepsi. Um, Diet Coke. Diet Coke, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, some pecan turtles. And um, two packages of graham cracker, chocolate-covered graham crackers from Starbucks, and the Snickers. No apple turnovers? So uh, No, no apple turnovers. I get those at um, those are Kroger, the grocery right. store. Yeah, the grocery store. Um, so I sit in my car with my Diet Coke and my half-finished Cafe Vanilla Frappuccino and a Snicker bar. And I sit there in my car with the air running, and I eat the Snicker bar, and I drink my coffee, and I have my Diet Coke before I ever leave the Target parking lot. Because I know that if I put my car into gear and drive somewhere, I'm going to be in an accident. Because there's just there's just no way that I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Um, so, then I, so then I come home, and my neighbor... Mm-hmm has a lawn full of children. I'm sorry. It's around 3.30, so school's out, right? So uh-huh. I have discovered that my neighbor is supplementing her income by babysitting. Okay. I don't have a problem with this. I, I, I really don't. Good for her. Except... One of those little bastard kids <laughs> was on my lawn messing with my dog. Okay. Messing with what? my dog teasing, through teasing the dog, the making them bark, shoving a stick through my fence at my dog. Uh, he the didn't see me coming. Or the, big, or the big furry one. The big one. The big huh. one. Oops. He didn't see me coming. I snatched that stick out of his hand, 
grabbed him by the arm and dragged him across my yard and hers all the way to her front porch where she was sitting. And I said, if your kid or his friends or the ones you're being paid to watch end up in my yard again and mess with my dog again, I'm not only calling the cops, I'm calling CPS, I'm calling a lawyer. Because if you get my dog killed, because my city has a no tolerance, a zero tolerance providing. Right, I remember. Because you can't fucking watch the kids you're being paid to watch. We're all going to need to go to jail. I'm going to kick your ass before the cops get here. <laughs> uh-huh. So then I went in my house, because at this point I'm thinking, um, now see, my dog, he's a good He's a good boy. He was about 10 feet from the fence when I pulled uh-huh. him in the driveway. I don't know how close he was at any point, but he's very friendly. Huskies are. And Cisco, he's um, he's very child-friendly. He's very oriented towards children because I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Uh-huh. He likes to be petted. It's his favorite thing. And my nieces and nephews will stick their hands through the fence and pet his ears while they're waiting for me, you know, or, or whatever, you know. So when this kid approached the fence, my dog was probably right up there waiting to get pets, and what he got was a stick in his face. <sighs> I didn't see good. it, but I'm assuming this happened, because that's what he does. He goes to the fence expecting pets. He didn't get pets. Great. But if he had got pets, he would still be on the fence getting pets. He's, you know, he's he's chilling. Okay. I brought him inside. He laid down in front of the air condition, and he didn't look like he got injured or anything. It's just it's really okay. irritating, really irritating. And if that kid is up in my yard again, I'm calling the kid's parents too. After I whip my neighbor's ass, but that's coming. <laughs> I'm going to need bail money. Because I don't have kids. I mean, I've got two dogs. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to... I understand my mental situation well enough to know that I have supplemented my lack of children with animals. I get that about myself. I know I've done this. So from my point of view, this little asshole kid was sticking my kid with a stick. Uh-huh. So Cisco got bullied today. <laughs> Yep. And, you know, it is irritating. It's, it's very irritating. Uh-huh. Sounds like. And and just so you guys know, I hear Cisco uh, when we're on the phone every once in a while. And what I basically hear from him is that, that dog talking back to mom thing. And he just... Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, or Husky's woo, woo, very vocal. Woo, woo. He's well, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. He's very vocal. Um, he has. Uh, he can say four words. Because Husky can be taught to mimic. Right. If I remember correctly, himself asked that do not have the dog say that because it freaked him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It. Um, yeah, my husband doesn't appreciate it when the dog talks, but he has four words. <laughs> yeah. At 16, I ran, oh, Azura says, at 16, I ran out and pulled a full-grown man out of his moving Jeep and kicked his ass for hitting my cat with his Jeep on purpose. Cat survived, but to have, oh, but cat survived, but had to have 
part of his foot removed. Zur, congratulations. You are definitely, as Chris says, a badass. Dear goodness. It's just, you know, people are terrible. People are terrible. And I did my share. I mean, just imagine this man going home and telling this story. Honey, I was at Target minding my own business, and this lady, I don't Mm -hmm. even know, told me to shut the fuck Uh up. Just imagine. He's going to dine on that story for a couple of weeks. At least, and somebody's going to recognize some, you. Some, you realize some that, don't you? psychotic bitch at Target cussed me out. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's well, terrible. It's know. terrible. It's just been a day. It's, it's, it's been a terrible week, actually. I, um, I haven't been sleeping because of the PMDD, and um, um, I... I tried to do some plotting, but that didn't work out in my in, in my best interest. And uh, my email fucked up. I use Outlook, and I have Outlook data files for my email, and I corrupted the data file today because I put 5,000 emails in it because I'm stupid. Now, Outlook data files, I know, right? They have a uh, size limit, and when you get over the size limit, they tend to get kind of um, buggy. So you have to be careful. So if you keep all your email, and I do, and I have about um, 15 years of email, and fuck you. If that surprises you, uh-huh. maybe fuck you, just fuck you. Anyway, no, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name this radio show Fuck You. It's just been one of those days. <laughs> I haven't even got to the asshole on Slash World yet. Okay, so anyway. Oh, um. I am, Chris. Chris says you're now part of his terrible Target stories, and that is true. That is true. I'm surprised I didn't end up on YouTube. I'm oh, I'm really terribly surprised I did not end up on YouTube. Anyways, so I corrupted my data file, and fortunately it was just a backup of my working file, so I split the working file into two data files and separated out the the emails from 2000. 10 and 2012. Well, I did 2010 and 2012, and then 2012 to current. And I did two. Okay. Th- um, so, yeah, about 5,000 emails in four years. That's not bad, right? That's no, not that's unreasonable. Actually, I don't want to know what mine would look like if I actually bothered to look. No, that, that, no that, that's not my Kira account. I keep my Kira account in um, in Gmail. And just, um, I've had Gmail open since what? Since, um, um, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I have 13,000, um, I have 13,000 emails in my Gmail. Uh, that would be all, if I remember correctly. How do I get there? I don't know how to get there. Hold on. Me either. So I have 13,180 emails, um, um, and that's like legit emails because I actually delete anything I don't want to keep. That's just the emails that I kept that I chose to keep. 4,980? 4, so, yeah. That's and so, you know, a lot of times it's like story notifications that I want to keep track of. That way, if I look uh-huh. at the story, I can I go up to my email and look it up. It's very handy. Oh, no, I trash those. Um, I trash all mine. So, uh, let's see. My trash file is, oh, 2,625, and I empty that on a regular basis. 
Lucas says he has 24,000 emails in his Gmail. You know what? This is really interesting because it's, it's, it's almost like arco- um, archaeology. Just imagine huh? a thousand years from now, aliens are here checking our planet out. They come across Google servers and get them working, and they have like two billion emails to look through. <laughs> Just imagine what some alien archaeologist a thousand years from now is looking at in your Gmail box. Oh, You're welcome. That poor bastard. <laughs> but what's worse? Here's what's hmm. worse. Okay. Picture it. Planet in another galaxy or another solar system in our galaxy, way, way far mm-hmm. out. They're just in this future, just now starting to get signals from this planet called Earth. And they're getting interesting things, like Charlie Chaplin. The, honey- the Honeymooners. In silent movies. And then they get The Wizard of Oz. And oh, this is really interesting. And then they get World War II footage. Mm. That's not so interesting. Yeah. Then they get out of Lucy and leave it to Beaver. And they think, oh, well, maybe uh-huh. they, they recovered this, this society. Everything will be fine. And then... They get to the Vietnam War. Oh, man. Korea. Korea first, then Vietnam. Then they get Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan, and that's going to be a downer. That's going to be a serious downer. Let's just put that out there. Then they get all those movies from the Sci-Fi Channel, and I, they're going to think, <laughs> just imagine some alien on another planet watching Sharknado. Pro Are they going to think it's that. a documentary? Are they going to think it's a, dark, a documentary? Oh, I don't know. Worse, worse, a thousand years from now, some alien on another planet will be watching Jersey Shore. Uh-huh. And our nightmare is complete. This is what our society is putting out. This is what our world, our planet is putting out into the fucking universe. Jerry Springer. Duck uh-huh. Dynasty, exactly. It is embarrassing. It is and me, me, this will be maybe somewhere out there. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Hi, aliens. Oh, it'll definitely, it'll definitely be interesting. I want to apologize for Jersey Shore, Duck Dynasty, Sharknado, everything you see Actually, on Fox. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, um, <laughs> just... Everything. Race. We're sorry. Yeah. We were actually better mm-hmm. than this. You just, just pay attention. There's more. We're better. Hey, any any <laughs> Japanese um, uh, game show that they have, South Park. Yes, Barbara mentioned South Park. <laughs> she is correct. Let's apologize for them too. I don't oh. think so. I think South Park. You know, is. Culturally significant not, in many, many ways. Respect uh-huh. my authority. Yeah, That's and this right. is where you and I That's definitely have different tastes in the right. That's right. We oh. already decided we couldn't watch TV together. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Cause I, Beavis and TV, Butthead. I Beavis and Butthead. Dumber oh, yeah. and Dumber. Oh, God. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Um, 
Jim Carrey movies, Adam Sandler movies. It's just terrible. Just just terrible. Just think about what we're inflicting on these poor aliens. <laughs> they don't even know what's coming. It's 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 the corruption that that we are pushing out. SpongeBob. The, we're pushing SpongeBob. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, you know, here's the... Sh- no, we're we're putting all this crap out into the universe. Yes, no, no, no wonder nobody wants to come visit us. Yeah. Sybil says we're going to be invaded just to get us to stop. That's probably terribly likely. They're going to see all Lucas. this crap coming from our planet, consider us a threat, and take us out. Hey, <laughs> They're going to nuke us from the orbit. Telescope. It's the only way to be sure. Um, Lucas, it uh, really is. Tele- yes, he mentions the Teletubbies. So, you know, mm. let, let's not forget that horror. Oh, hey, no, even better. It's not the Teletubbies. It's that damn purple dinosaur. Oh, Barney. Oh, my God. There is going to be some alien in the future singing, I love you, (laughs) you love me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's going to be horrific. Thanks. That's just just lovely. But there's going to be awesome things, too. Oh, yeah. Um there's going to be the Mythbusters and yes, um, uh, the Brady uh, Bunch. <laughs> oh, the Brady Bunch is not one and of the awesome things. I think it is because because of what it is. Because of what it is. Sweetness I did just sing that in your headphones, Sybil. That's what you got to deal with when you get on the on me. Just suck it up, baby. Just suck it up. Yeah. Doctor um, Who. Uh, Alien. I like the Brady Bunch. Mr. Fuck Rogers. you. I'm a product of my raising. Mr. Rogers. Fraggle yes. Rock. The Muppets. Oh, yeah. Cool House Rock. I forgot about that. Stargate. Cool House Rock. Yeah. Although that one might cause some Star Trek too. and Star Wars. And maybe uh-huh. they'll see our optimism and, and our our ambition in Firefly. Oh, I and hope Farscape. Mm hmm. And just, you know, so I hope that they don't get so bogged down in the crap we put out that they miss our really awesome stuff, mm-hmm. like Doctor Who and Torchwood right. and Monty Python and <laughs> Dark Souls, The Game of Thrones. I don't actually watch that, but I heard it's really good. Um, yep. And... You know what else I would, I would Hopefully they won't see. watch True Blood and think it was a documentary. Oh, uh, the West Wing. The West Wing. Amazing. Yes. Um, it's a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. You know, if if ever there's a good song for just, you know, or that, that one commercial by the Discovery Channel that we all like. So Guardians much. of the Galaxy. Guardians Let's of the hope. Galaxy. I... I, I think that's a good one. That's a fun one to go see. Um, there's that one scene with, in, in West Wing, and I never watched the show, although I've read some of the fanfic, and I watched this one scene. It's where the president of the United States schools a bigot 
and he and then tells her to stand her. up because people stand up when the president comes into the room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that I love that scene. Was mm, that was the best scene? Yeah, pigs in space. The Muppets as a whole are just the, the best thing on the planet. Followed closely by uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Um, Imagine by John Lennon. Music, yes. American yes. Pie. Yep. You know, it's um, um, our, our, some of the classical stuff that we've we've got that you know just makes you shiver. Oh, Vivaldi and and some of Tchaikovsky and you know Beethoven and Bach and God, there's so many that you know you think about their music and it it's you've got the classical and you've got the the stuff that is being produced now with our movie scores. I mean, The Lord of the Rings. Um, Melanie brought it up, the Lord of the Rings movie score by um, Howard Shore. Yeah, John Williams is our gift to the universe. John Williams and Howard but, Shore can be our gift mm-hmm. to the universe. Didn't, it was, it was one of the two I of hope. Them. Yeah. Howard Shore uh, did a lot, Lord of the Rings. John Williams is responsible for a lot, though. Uh, Dances with Wolves. And, it's a beautiful soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, I love that um, one. Hans Zimmer from from Gladiator. Yes, Gladiator is probably yes. the, one of the most stunning pieces of just. If you listen to that whole thing, just back to just the, the whole mm-hmm. thing at once, it tells mm-hmm. you a story so much more powerful than the movie that it's breathtaking. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it blows my mind. I love it. I love it. There's a. There's a um, piece that I've got buried somewhere, and I'll, I'll have to find it. It's um, the how I think it's the Hallelujah Chorus, and it was a um, <laughs> Rowan has a point. Oh, it's a terrible one too. If they're listening to the radio, oh Jesus. my God! <laughs> if they're listening to the radio, they're also listening. They're coming in contact with Howard Stern. Oh, Rowan, it gets worse. They're going to hear Rush Limbaugh. Oh. Yeah. But they're also going to hear Dr. Ruth. Yeah. He's fascinating. Um, Dr. Laura is not so fascinating. Um, Dr. Demento. So, you know, I hope, I hope that with all of the trash we're putting out into the universe that if people are listening or people will, listening in, mm-hmm. or will listen in the future, that they will find beauty in our world mm-hmm. as well. But, um... The first thing they're going to hear. Radio. One of the first things that an alien society will hear from Earth is is Adolf Hitler. Oh yeah, that's not going to be a good one. You know, there's there's others there. Um, there's other speeches they're going to hear. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, um, the only thing we have to fear, or no, that's um, uh, Kennedy. Um, But they're also going to hear Winston Churchill. Yes. Yeah. Martin Luther King, Dark, you have a point. There's there's a lot, oh, God. You know who else they're going to hear? Pat Robinson. And and the Bible Bible Belt and and Saniacs. 
But they'll Sorry, also guys. hear Robin Williams. Yes. Yes. Because we can And they'll stop hear playing. Whoopi Goldberg and they'll hear mm-hmm. George Carlin and they'll George hear Carlin's Tom Brokaw and yes. Larry King. And mm-hmm. it'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. But first, and this is the best part, they're mm-hmm. going to have to learn to speak all of our languages. <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah, there's a, there's a thing. Uh, let's see. You're going to get crap from this planet. And, like, <laughs> how many languages are there on Earth? Um, well over a thousand, I thought. I don't even know. Uh, things you ask me questions for. Lady Holder, are you there? I'm here. Uh-oh. Can you guys hear me? How many... Uh, can you I guys hear me? Lady Holder. No, I'm still here. I can hear you in my ear. They'll have to All understand right. our language. They'll have to translate our languages. They'll have to figure out the context of our languages, and then they'll be horrified. Uh-huh. Well, apparently they I can don't hear, both hear of Lady us. Holder. I'm sorry. There are roughly and okay. There's my response to you. Unmute me. Hello. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? La la la. I don't know if you all can hear me, but we'll we'll keep going. Um, yes, you can. Okay. So I... <laughs> uh, I don't know if they'd hear, if they'd speak Mandarin first. That's, that's actually not the reason why I was putting it up there, but it was more of a comment of how many spoken languages there are, and let's not get us started on the non-spoken languages that we we all use on a day-to-day basis, but you know, not not counting um, American Sign. And I have no idea where she went. She do- dropped off my ear. I'm willing to bet that she's going to have to sign in on her cell phone. So you know, oh, text speak. I hate that. Do you realize how sloppy that sounds some days when you look at it? You know. Anywho, um, first radio, first radio transmission. Um, I don't know. It's it's um, War of the Worlds is another one that would be uh, that would be going out on radio waves. But yeah, um, I don't know. And. World of War, uh, War of the Worlds would indeed freak them out, Dark. It, it, well, it freaked out a lot of different people, too, because uh, when it was originally um, broadcast, because people thought it was real, and they reacted accordingly, and that was, that was pretty bad. Um, there was, uh, how many people remember the, the TV show from... I think it was the late 80s, early 90s with Adrian Paul in it. You know, and that was um, 
that was interesting. There's umpteen zillion pigeon languages out there too, and it's uh, and not talking about the bird. It's you know the combination of different languages, Creole. It wasn't Highlander, Barbara. It was um, War of the Worlds with Adrian Paul in it and a couple other people. Um, but it was a lot of fun, different, different, uh, different things. Um, pick me a topic, guys, because God knows what I've got. Highlander, uh, trade languages. You know, there's a thought for you. Um, can you imagine being a, being one of those guys as an immortal trying to make it through life and not learning another language other than your native language? This doesn't seem to quite work. You know, they've all got to be incredibly multilingual. All right. Um, and hey, I was right. Were the Worlds, the TV show, ran from 88 to, to 90. Um, you know, there's, I don't know. Here, are you going to come back or am I going to do this thing? Uh, Dark Evidence Evanescence says, do you think we will eventually learn to speak like they do in Firefly, a combo of English and Mandarin? Um, English is already picking up and has been picking up for the entire time it's been evolving other languages. If you think about what we, what words we use on a day-to-day basis, um, when I say I go, I'm going to go out on the veranda and barbecue, there's at least three different languages right there. English has the nasty habit of, of you know, um, pulling other languages in the dark alleys and beating them up for syntax and, and grammar. So, you know, it, it has a good time with that. Um, it's, it also is evolving. It, it's, it's why when you when you um, when you listen to other people speak their native language, you can sometimes pick out whole concepts because you know they're they're having to use you know um, words from other languages to fill in the holes. English is English is 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 probably one of the biggest. Um, culprits on that and it's it's not American English Rowan it's actually just English period because it happens everywhere English is taught or, or spoken uh, the the only language that they that they're calling as a dead language is Latin and even then I don't think it is because people are still adding words they're still making up words for it so yeah um Dark and Evanescence says she wants to learn Sanandran and Quenya, and also Kudstool. There's people who teach it. I'm willing to bet there's college courses for it. Have fun. Come bother you when we need it. Um, let's see. <laughs> you know, uh, Melanie just comments that French is a dying language at times. Um, I don't think so. It, it's, it seems to be pure 100% French and not Creole or, or any of the various flavors of it may be 
going on the wayside because it's, there's too many loner words. But, yeah, I'm not thinking about her blood pressure, civil, uh, civil comments. I don't think it's good for Kira's blood pressure to be gone this long. I'm trying. Um, Kling, uh, Willow comments that Klingon is an actual spoken language. It is. And speaking of Klingon, and it was Star Trek Six, where they went, five or six, where they went to that one whatever world, they actually had to do, they had to get their Klingon scholar to create the um, 2B uh, portion of the language because he had actually written the language without it. It was actually really weird, apparently. Uh, but he did it, and it now works, and, and there's whole people who speak it. So, um, hey, Marley. So how, since Marley uh, slash Gabs is, is on um, the uh, uh, comment box, how's French doing? Is it, is it a dying language in France, or is it... Is it still going strong? And um, while she's coming back with that, um, next next topic, please, God. (laughs) Oh, um, I got my my first round of edits back, and I actually can say with all honesty, Kira is is much harder and, and meaner to me than my actual editor editor was. And I feel very good about what was happening because um, it, I didn't have to reach for the whole bottle of wine. Marley comments that, that French is apparently pretty alive. So that's good. Um, okay. It, it, it had um, probably a third of the, the corrections and... Uh, I may have gotten about four major comments from the editor, unlike, you know, from Kira, where there was what amounted to a very blunt, have more sex here comment right at the beginning. So it worked out great. Mm, Next Evil Author Day. Evil Author Day is every year on February 15th. And so we have to, I know I have to figure out what I'm going to be putting up. I don't know what Kira is going to find because she just goes trolling her her uh, um, her files and and you know screws with me too because this is the first time I see some of this stuff. Um, I just have to figure out what I'm going to write. And yeah, it's it's quite a ways away, uh, Rowan. But you know we've still got uh, November's Nano, and by the way, she's prepping a lot of stuff now. Okay, so that way when things get um, get into place, she can go. And I think I just heard something. That was me. Yay! Me and my phone provider are going to have a serious come to Jesus, Thor, Loki discussion on Monday. Oh, really? How good, is, how good of a time is this? What it's going to be ugly. I'm not recording it just for you guys. It's going to be ugly. Oh, Okay. It's still the same thing it did before. Like my house line just, just stops working, and then um, when I try to dial, I get a really, really fast, busy signal that doesn't go away. That's ridiculous. 
really annoying. Oh. So how did you do without me? How was that? Um, All we got talking about language. We got talking about languages, so it worked mm-hmm. out okay. And I commented about my my um, editor, who wasn't nearly as bad as I thought she was going to be. Oh, so let's let's talk about that then. Um, okay. How's that go? So, it so where are you well. on the process? Huh? So where are you on the process? I've handed it back in after the first round of edits. And I'm waiting for her to hand it back to me. I haven't gotten anything else back. But I checked my email daily. about it or? Yes, actually I do. The, the areas that she wanted me to um, expand on or tweak were very easy for me to do so. Um, they, they weren't anything horrible. Sometimes it was just, um, in a couple cases, it was just clarifying what I, I meant because I knew what I meant. But, of course, she didn't because she doesn't live in my head. So you know, right. I had to make sure that I had to make sure that everybody else understood me too. So it worked out okay, and um, you know there were a couple word substitutions that I did, but you know not a, not anything horrible. And I sure didn't get one of these lovely. You need sex right at the beginning here to get a to to put the hook in on everybody, you know. So because you did that well. to me on one of them. Like you had that happen to you, or that what? Um, I, oh, I, you, you I, told, I misunderstood. You told me that it would probably be a good idea to make sure that I put uh, sex in on the first chapter as a hook. Oh yeah, on a short work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you if you have eighty thousand words to play with, you got room. But when you, um, in your case, you, um, you, um, you had an established character, a couple already, and then they were adding a third, mm-hmm. so adding sex to that first chapter made sense. Yeah. That's all i got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Kaya, uh, um, Kaya uh, Talisedron? Uh, comments that beta readers like Lady or Kira, or Kira are much crueler than professional editors from what I've seen. Melanie comments, That's not true. Features. That's, <laughs> oh, points at Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, that's seriously not true. I have had some edits that weren't unlike an anal probe. <laughs> And unsure, yes, exactly like that. Um, yeah. Um, sometimes you get a risk. Yeah, there's always time for lube. Mm-hmm. There are no lubeless anal probes in my world. There is always time for lubrication. <laughs> um, no, sometimes you get an editor who um, invests themselves in you and your work in such a way that, it, that they can become intrusive. So that um, there's a fine line between um, having someone who will shine your work up for presentation and have someone who will try to take your work over. So I, there is a difference. Yes. Um, 
I don't have any particular wish to take your, your work over. Um, shine it up is always a good, uh, good idea. And, you know, um, ask, you know, sweetly and kindly for, you know, more porn here to, to you know, quote um, Chris, but it's not my story. So, you know, it's not something that... I, I um, don't mean made it. I mean professional editors. Yeah, I don't. I'm well, discussing professional editors is, at this point. Because um, when yeah, you're trying to bait think, it like that, you run fast and hard from that bitch. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, you leave, you leave flames on the ground where you were once standing as you run away <laughs> and tell that bitch to write her own story. But uh-huh. professional editors, especially buying editors, will often shape your work into an idea they're willing to buy. And, of course, if you want to do that and make money, you do it. And if you don't want to do it, you say no and you move on. But then, right. you know, once you get into the editing process, sometimes you encounter an editor who has a vision for your work that you don't. And that can become a very difficult situation to be in, especially when you're contracted. Um, in some cases, you can say, hey, no, this doesn't work for me. In other cases, you're mm-hmm. like, you're stuck. Because with me, I was stuck because I, I took money. Here's the thing. They send you a check. They send you this I know. check before they – and then then they send you your edit. And you've already cashed the check, and you've already signed the contract, and you're stuck with it, and you're stuck with this cut. Who thinks you need to add 37 cocks to your book? Not literally <laughs> 37 different cocks, but like the word 37 times. Uh-huh. And you're stuck with it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll pass on that one. Thankfully, I didn't get stuck with that. Yeah. Um, my particular person has been very has you know for the whole uh, experience has been very delightful. She's been um, she's she's walked me through the whole process without you know making me feel like an idiot, um, mm-hmm. and. If I have to have somebody for, you know, the, the, the freshman project type thing where, where I don't know what I'm doing and she knows I don't know what I'm doing, she's treating me wonderfully, and I'm very happy with her for it. Well, so, awesome. That's really that's, – that's, that's great to hear because sometimes you you hear these horror stories from, from new authors mm-hmm. coming into the publishing, especially small independent publishers. And you mm-hmm. you hear these stories, and you're thinking to myself, "Oh my God, I am never, ever, ever going to submit my work anywhere. They, they won't treat my baby with the respect it deserves." <laughs> oh, you, know, you know what? <clears throat> mine's treated mine's treated me, my stuff with you know all the respect that that I could ever want, and and you learn track changes. Yes. Okay. I'm not quite a little bit for you guys. Lady Holder and I have been betaing for each other for five five Uh, years. Five years. Five five ish five ish years. And coming up on six sometime. Lady Holder and I, we all use track changes for the beta, right? So that it's really Uh easy to use. Here's the thing, Chris, that you weren't aware of. Whenever we would send Lady Holder and, you know, me and you would send her beta back and um, track changes, she was opening up her original document and putting our changes into it. 
instead of accepting our changes in the I didn't know. No. I didn't know. My and problem that's my bad because I told her we should use it, but I didn't tell her how to use it because <laughs> I'm an asshole. And I didn't want to start touching things because that that leads to things going boom, you know. Boom. So yeah. For the record, there is absolutely no button on your computer that you can push that will make your computer go boom. Unless kidding, right? somebody I, unfortunate has been in your house. <laughs> boom well, requires equipment that your computer does not have coming out of the factory. Yeah, well, you know, you've met you you've you've met my husband. Um at least virtually, um, you really don't think he would put something on here that would make my whole system just sit there and shake and go boom? Okay. <laughs> um, One day, Chris Ladyholder should explain how to beta. For me, when, uh, I, when I go into a beta project, um, when I go into a to beta, my goal is to provide positive feedback on the elements that I like, ask questions about the elements that leave me confused or that I don't like, but I don't actually say that. I never actually say, oh, I hate this. What are you going to do about that? I never say that because yeah. that's not my job. Um, I point out typos, any grammar that I know, which isn't going to be much because grammar really isn't my thing. Um, um <laughs> You um, love but I am a stickler about dialogue mechanics, so I do tend mm-hmm. to tag Lady Holder on dialogue mechanics a lot. And I appreciate it because I think they've been going; the, the tags have been slowly going down. Eventually, well, we'll see how. Yeah, that goes. I think that, you know, actually, what was really awesome. So I'm going to share this. Um, what was really awesome is that I've been um, me and Lady Holder have been doing the beta things, like I said, about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when coming into her professional project, the difference between the first piece of fan fiction she sent me to read and her mm-hmm. professional project was ginormous. The amount of the thing is, is that Lady Holder is a very talented writer. She amazing ideas, and her mind stretches in ways that I don't anticipate. So we're very different writers, and sometimes she'll take a plot somewhere, I'm like, what the fuck? I would have never done that. Oh, my God. And I get really excited, right, Um, when I'm reading her work, because it's so different from my own. And what's really great is to see someone with that kind of talent and that kind of imagination grow in their mechanical skills the way she has. And even looking at your older fiction work, you know, on your site mm-hmm. and your new fan fiction work, it's night and day. Oh, yeah. Because your old stuff was good. Your new stuff is great. You know, I don't mean the story. The stories are always awesome. I mean the mechanics. Mm-hmm. And just your yep. um, your motivations and your and your growth of your characters and your movements and scenes. You can... I, you can see, I guess about a year ago, if you go back and look through her, the, the body of her fanfic work, you see a, um, a progression, and you watch her kind of stumble through a scene in the beginning, and she's mm-hmm. sailing through scenes 
and then do stuff. I mean, if I well, if, it's it's amazing. It's it's getting it, it's one of those things that you know. Um, they're they're very uh, correct when they say that practice, 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 and the more you write, um, not the easier, but the smoother uh, it's getting. Because um, I know <laughs> I at least know what I'm doing now, and that's helpful. That's that's making me feel a lot better about the stuff that I do. Um, and so you know it, it's. It, <laughs> I think that being a writer is always a learning process. Yeah. Even, you know, you can see the the same journey in my work. I mean, if Uh if you look at my fan fiction, you can see the same journey in my fan fiction that I'm talking about in yours. Um, The thing is, is the writing that I did 10 years ago is, oh, compared to the writing that I do today. You know, so while I'm a little further along on the journey, Mm mm-hmm. I don't think you – I think the day you stop improving yourself as a writer is the day you stop. Yeah, I, I – If you're not I like moving and exploring, you need to stop. Just let go. Yeah, I can't understand how somebody can stop writing. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's really all that possible. All right? No, um, when, but I tell you what. If you stop growing and changing as a writer, you need to stop sharing it with people. <laughs> It's you know what I mean. Yeah. Man, if you get that, there's a there's a place, and I hope I never go there. But I've seen other writers go there where they're telling the same mm-hmm. story over and over and over again, but they're just changing the names of the characters. And even if it's not literally the same words, it's the same movements, the same structures, mm-hmm. the same themes and the same emotions in these characters over and over and over again. And it's so fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've read a couple of those, and they, they are, they're not fun. Yeah, they're really not. I think not. one of the benefits of fan fiction is, is that you take two characters or three characters or four characters, whatever how many characters you've got, and you drop them into a new story and a new reality and every time you do you make it fresh so Mm -hmm. when you come into that as as an when you come into original work having had that experience in fan fiction it becomes increasingly um difficult for you to even think about writing the same person over and over and over again because you've developed you know skills that you're not even aware that you've made you know, because you're keeping your ideas fresh and you're keeping your AU fresh and you're keeping everything just moving and growing so that you don't end up telling the same story over and over and over again. And that's one of the benefits of writing, I think. Yeah, there are fan fiction authors who who write the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, um, there are. And then there, yeah, and then there's fan fiction authors who use the same character sets but they write brand new stories over and over and over again. And that is, I, I, I like it when, you know, I may like it when we have a certain set of characters who, who show up and I know that I can rely on them to be, you know, the basic um, personality traits of, you know, decent people, you know, um, strong as, you know, personality-wise strong, and 
you know, if, if I'm reading your stuff, it's a pretty much a guarantee that at this point it's going to be John and Rodney and then everything goes, you know. <laughs> uh, after that, you know, it's all bets are off. Because, you know, in one story we've got Jack and Patrick, and another we've got hints of, um, what is it, uh, there's, there's Patrick and Caroline, and... And then Patrick and Elizabeth. Oh, you mentioned that, I didn't. Um, yeah. There's yeah that's that's one um, and then you know then there's Patrick all by himself um, in another story and you know that's just Patrick okay um, and you you build off of that and there's there's all these different it's, it's like taking to, you know two sets of dice and just rolling for characters you know rolling for 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 couples let's go play who who do I get with this and you make it fresh every time. And, and then you ask your question, well, what if? Yes, what if? You know, what if? What if I yeah. did this? What would that do? How would that ripple out? How would that move? How would that change? How would that shift the power mm-hmm. in my story? How would that shift the way my characters move in the universe that yes. they're in? Because the the um, <coughs> Patrick Shepard who I apologize for that. Ooh, that must sound terrible. Okay. No, I didn't hear much. But Patrick uh, Patrick Shepard, who is with um, you know uh, Jack O'Neill, is a little bit more um, I guess a little more aggressive than the Patrick Shepard would be with Carolyn Lamb. All right, he would he would almost have to be based off of just sheer physical size, and you know that's it's an interesting look at how your partner um, adjusts your personality. Oh yeah, so but that happens in yeah. reality too. That that happens. Who you end up with in situations that you're in, you know, even up in, even among your friends, there are, I have friends that. I literally cannot cuss around. Mm-hmm. If the F word comes out of my mouth, woman is going to lose her mind, and it's going to ruin our lunch, and then I won't be able, and it'll just be terrible, right? <laughs> you, really? Goodness. You moderate yourself, you know, uh-huh. to move through life. And so your characters do it, too. Yes, it's the, the now, social world that have we all live by. To be perfectly honest, because I think I have the right to say fuck whenever I want to. But she don't like it. It makes uncomfortable. Yes, but honey, if I came across you in that type of a situation, and you were the the best way to put it is, um, do you remember the Lara Croft Tomb Raider ones with? Um, with Angelina Jolie and the, the how absolutely horrified the butler was when he saw her walk out in a full dress, all completely ladylike. I, I think know, that's right? My reaction. <laughs> you know, because that would be my reaction. Lady. I, I assure you, I, <laughs> I can, I can act like a real fucking lady. You would, you'd be. I don't even know which forks to use. Okay. Yeah, you work from the upside in. I, I know, know that much. I don't at least. know how it works. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh, Rowan comments that she had a rabid playground bunny that matched Patrick Shepard with Jethro Gibbs. Oh, boy. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, it's difficult because um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Mark Harmon is a beautiful man. He is so sexy. But I can't flash him with anybody. I literally, I am not capable of flashing Mark Harmon with anybody. That's why I don't okay. see Tony, um, Tony Gibbs. I, I can't do it. I have some kind of block. Yeah. I think it becomes, it's from when I was younger. I'm going to confess something. St. Elsewhere? I'm a little confessional. There was okay. a movie that Mark Harmon was in, and Madeline Stowe was in this movie with him. He played a weatherman. And he was extremely sexy in this movie. And I had some of the filthiest, most profane sexual fantasies about Mark Harmon in my teens. Uh-huh. Um, that even now, thinking about them, I get a little flushed. So, and I think that's why I can't... Are we talking weather girl? man, because mentally, I have fucked Mark Harmon a thousand times. <laughs> Huh. This is when we were teenagers, right? <laughs> hmm. Uh, let's just say between the ages of 13 and 18, I could have won a gold medal in masturbation, okay? Um, <laughs> you sure that, well, you know, it was staying elsewhere. Hmm. Dear God, the man was busy. It was called um, Worth Winning. It came out in 1998. 1998? 89. 89. 1989. Jesus, I was going to say. The summer before my freshman year of high school. Oh. Did I ever watch this? Huh. No, I, I did. I watched that VHS tape. Shut up, Melanie. Oh, my God. Melanie Custom just said she yeah, was I know. I just saw. Anyways, what I was going to say is that I had that on VHS tape, and I watched it so many times, I broke the VHS. (laughs) Oh, my God. That takes some doing. So my rabid, totally inappropriate (laughs) masturbation fantasies to Mark Harmon between the ages of 10 and 19 totally ruined my ability to slash him. Oh. I have no regrets. It was a fantastic time for me. <clears throat> Just saying. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Zandra says, to be fair, VHS was a crappy data storage system. Those films were fragile. They were. Thank you, Zandra. I appreciate your support. I bet I watched a so thousand times. If we can I'm, I'm only get done. you the DVD copy of Worth Winning, would you be happy and watch it and go have fun? I already have a DVD. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you serious right now? Do you think I don't have it on DVD? I'm going to tell you right now. It's actually in my bedroom on the shelf on my TV. Uh-huh. 
along with Dances with Wolves and Princess Bride. Dances with Wolves I have. Uh, Princess Bride, actually, I don't think I do have it, weirdly. It's, which I, which is funny, because I like them. It's your special movie. No, honey, these days I actually watch porn. Well, but I, I thought I'd admit it, I needed porn. to watch I'm just, you know. Oh yeah, there were some re- there were some really nice ones. Um, I flat out watched porn for for research purposes when I had to figure out what arm goes where if I do this. Oh, it's um, Xander's is called Worth Winning. It's got Leslie Ann Warren and Madeline Stowe and Mark Harmon in it. There's a link in the the, the comments. I'll let me see if I can throw this back up again. There it goes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I was trolling for, for uh, topics earlier. The thing is, it's not even a very good movie. It's not actually a Never very good movie. I never it's a good movie. But it's got there's whole sections of <laughs> pretty. There's whole sections of the 80s and 90s movies that were not good, good movies. Hell, one of my mom's favorite movies of all time um, from when I was a kid was Ice Pirates. Okay, and you I want love to talk Ice about? Pirate. I did too, but talk about horrible Z-grade movie. It was great. Patrick Swayze, who didn't rub one off the roadhouse? Come on um, now, come on. You know, I don't. I don't believe anybody. I don't believe anybody exists who's seen Roadhouse didn't jerk off to it. I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. I. <laughs> I liked um, I liked Roadhouse. You know the other one. Um, do you? Uh, I can't. IMDb is coming up bad for, for for Zilch for Ice Pirates at the moment. So let me double check something. That's um, terrible. I know. I didn't really want to go hunt for. Look um, up the Ice Pirate. Well, you know that's always fun part. But let me see. Here you um, go. I'll give you this. The Ice Pirates, which is amazing sci-fi movie. <laughs> yes, the Ice Pirates. Yes, it's horrifically wonderful. water was in short supply, so um, it was ferried around the galaxy by, by spaceships, and Robert Ulrich, Ulrich was a pirate, and Ulrich. he stole ice. Yes. The other one that I liked was Solar Babies. And I never watched Solar Babies, but... That you know what funny. I adored? I adored Night of the Comet. Oh, yes. Yes, that one was a good one. Um, and An introduction to zombie movies. Yes. Do you realize that was done in 84? Wow. But you know what, though? Nothing beats Max. Nothing beats what? Maximum Overdrive. With, with Max Headroom? No. Emilio Estevez. Come on now. Hey, the comet I don't, comes over I the didn't... planet, Stephen King, and um, the comet comes over the planet, and uh, all of the trucks and the machines and cars and everything turn against humans, and Emilio Estevez No. You know, You know the other one that I liked? Um... Amazing. Damn it. 
it was a it, it actually had parts of the brat pack in it. Um, oh, Lucas watched Maximum Overdrive on Netflix. Lucas, I'm gonna do something for you. Hey, listen. Hey, are you ready, Lucas? Hey. <clears throat> Curtis. Curtis, are you there? There's this woman in Maximum Overdrive, and and that's how she talks. That's, that's how she talks. And then she'll be like, "Are you there, Curtis? Don't you make me a widow on my wedding day?" It's precious. If you've not seen Maximum Overdrive, it is on Netflix, I believe. You should go watch it. And then my impression of her will be even more funny. You know the other one that I liked, Lost Boys. Those were vampires. Goonies. Those were vampires. Goonies. Goonies, yes. Goonies. Goonies actually, God, that one was done in 85. I feel so fucking old. Um, Goonies definitely won for one of the best uh, pictures ever. Dark Crystal. Yes, Labyrinth. My favorite part of Goonies is when they have that kid hostage. And he starts uh-huh. confessing to everything he ever did. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> and Chris is making fun of us because, you know, she's she's commenting that she's older than all of us. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, I decided to start subtracting my shoe size from my age. So from now on, I'm 31, ain't anybody asked. I'm younger than you then. Hot damn, I'll go for this. There you go. <laughs> 31. I'll be 30. I like this. You got big feet. I'm five foot ten. You're tall, too. Well, actually, I'm you know, than you. Um, I wear seven. Eight. Seven to eight and a half, depending on the shoe. But in some of those small uh-huh. shoes, I can wear a nine, so I'm going to go with nine. That's fine, yeah. Okay, well, then if we're going I'm for the maximum, if we're going for the maximum, I haven't broken 30 yet. I'll take that. <laughs> there you go. Ah, <laughs> oh, forget it. Melanie, I must insist you stop bragging about your age in the chat. There's a younger one on here. We've got somebody who's actually young, a year younger than her. It's horrific. Oh. Terrible video. I so, know. You know they're just I horrible. had a terrible day, and my phone is still fucked up. Yeah. I'm cussing somebody out on Monday. Somebody's getting cussed out. You know, I think I, I'm going to laugh really hard when I hear about this. Remember what time I get off work and I'll, I'll be available to be bitched at. I really want to hear. The guy, um, the person from Flash World, was a woman. Ooh, I know it was a woman because the person left a review about a fix that was recommended where they bashed the fix and the author, and calls him a misogynist for writing Flash. And only women do this. Only women do this. I have never, 
ever in my life heard a man, straight or gay, accuse another woman of being a misogynist. I'm just saying. I've been accused of um, being a misogynist for writing Flash. Actually, Tangled Destinies is apparently is what makes me a misogynist. You know my big love letter to Amanda Grayson? Lady Holder, are you there? Am I there? Have, have I hung up again? Can you guys hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I blew my nose. I didn't want anybody here, so I hit mute. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was, I my hey, I was trying to be polite. I was about to get mad. I was about to get no, serious. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you guys totally missed out on the cussing that was going to be coming. But anyway, yeah, I have never, you know, I've been accused of um, being a misogynist. Um, not only have I been accused of it in fan fiction, but I've been accused of it writing erotica because apparently a lot, not a lot, there are some women who believe that women who produce erotica or porn are misogynistic. Really? Am I going to have to deal with those people? Because apparently only women haters write porn from their point of view. Excuse me, I gave I gave my woman two boys to play with. She's got two separate men to sit there and run roughshod over. I don't think that could be considered misogynistic. It comes from exploitation. Porn and erotica, for the most part, in the beginning, was made for men. And it exploited women in terrible, terrible ways. And if you think about it, Hustler, Penthouse, Playboy, all of these objectify women, and they, and they do it yep. in, a, in a very terrible way. And that's that's the history of porn. And erotica is a little different. It's more mm-hmm. often female-oriented. It's geared toward women. It's written by women, for women. Um, even the gay erotica is written by women, for women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, to make, just to be truthful, I know a lot of Gay erotica writers, not that they're gay, but that they write gay erotica. And mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, they are straight females. Okay. Um, so the thing is, is um, so the erotica is that. But porn has a terrible reputation for um, objectifying and exploiting women. And that leads yes. to the misogyny label, and that gets spilled over into erotica. And what happens in flash fiction is that a lot of times people go out of their way to destroy a canon pairing, and to do that, they bash a woman. But the problem is, is and what I remember from the, the misogynistic um, label that you got stuck with was they were bitchy about... It wasn't about, about bashing a woman, no. No, what it was, what the problem was that they were having was the scene where Sarek packs up his little household of three and they truck their their soon-to-be-very-happy asses to Earth and give Vulcan the finger. 
all right? And the, the, the person in question had a problem because they, they felt that Sarah was doing this without consulting Amanda and, and all. And all well, I can the think thing of is, is Amanda tells no. Fox that Sarah did not list his reasons for coming to Earth. He didn't, she didn't say they didn't discuss it or that she didn't get an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just that Sarek didn't share the real reason because the real reason mm-hmm. was Fox, and that was Fox private. Was, and Sarek was protecting his son's privacy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about taking away Amanda's power. Um, but truthfully, Amanda didn't have a lot of power in canon. Nope. So canon Sarek would have moved her ass wherever he wanted her to go if she'd have went. That's the original... Canon. The original Amanda, yeah, the very original Amanda uh, that that we had in um, the original series was very much a um, the ambassador and his wife. You know, she was window dressing. You know, and that was it's uh, dark and evanescent comments. Uh, that it's odd because Vulcan is matrilineal, matriarchal. Um, it's matriarchal because we've got the the book Sparks World that tells us it is, but that was written what ten, fifteen and years after the show ended. That Sparks World's not canon. Not really, no. The books aren't canon because the books nope. contradict each other, left, right, and center. Because the pal. Mm-hmm is dead in books written before Spock's world, and she's alive in Spock's world. Mm-hmm. Amanda dies three different ways in the books. She dies of a disease in one, one book. She dies in a shuttle accident in another. And then there was a, I think maybe she was murdered in a book, or killed on Earth um, somehow. There, there was one where she was. There was an attempted murder because of a. They were they were fixing a genetic condition, and there was an attempted murder, and she almost went. You know, and Sarah went batshit bongo. So that was interesting. I don't know in Spock's world they actually say that Vulcan is matriarchal. I know that we meet Pal in Spock's world, and she seems to be in. You do. You meet. You meet Pal because there's Spock's family that doesn't translate to the rest of the planet. That doesn't mean that she runs the whole planet. And when you look no. at the council, the Vulcan council, it's both male and female. And if the society mm-hmm. was matriarchal, it would all be female, and their ambassadors well, the house- would be female as well. Yeah, but the the House of Surak at the time of Spock's world is basically run by um, by Tapau because there's there's two separate scenes that that stand out. There's the first one um, where Sarek gets uh, summoned to Tapau's office, and he's probably about fifty or so, so young adult by Vulcan standards and it's sent to Earth to be her eyes and ears. He's got a legitimate purpose at the, the ambassador um, and the, the, the whole diplomatic thing, but he's also her eyes and ears to teach her about this new culture. Um, 
a little while later in the in the same book, uh, there's a scene where Jim and Tapao both look at each other, and what he's what Jim sees when he looks at Tapao, there's a comment of you know she's got a mind that's moving, you know, and, and in such a lazy and and controlled fashion, but it's it's powerful enough that it would give or it would make any self-aware computer asks for shore leave. The woman is constantly thinking. She's constantly going. You know, she's a supreme politician. She's just Vulcan. Oxworld and all the other books that go with it are not canon. They can all be accepted as canon because they contradict each other. Um, The only Mm -hmm. canon is TV shows and the movies. And even then they play fast and loose with each other too. And the animated series I'm not sure if they can say that canon or not. I think it's on the cusp. Uh-huh. I think they use parts of it. Um, and but use... regardless, you can't extrapolate from Spock's family in the Ponfar episode and make a judgment about their entire planet based on that. Uh-uh. Because if it was and... true, then all the members of their council that we see later on in the movies would be male. Female. Yeah. They all and, female. And that's and, not true. And the high priestess of Goal, the one who did the the filter transfer of Spock's Katra from uh, McCoy back to, you know, um, Spock, is female only because that's who they had. That was who had risen to the top at the time. I I kind of have to wonder how that that woman felt as she was doing the handoff and and all because the spot that we met at the at the end of Wrath of Khan was radically different from the one we first met in the first um, season of the original series. You know, he was he was much more relaxed, much more fuck it, I'm I, I'm going with the flow, you know. I think that for me, since the point here about gender being immaterial, and I agree that in a logical society, gender would be immaterial. That mm-hmm. it would be age and experience and education that would decide who would lead them across the board, whether mm-hmm. it be their families or their governments. Politics would still play a role. And who was no. the most logical? Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> they would logically decide among them who would be most logical, and that person would logically be in charge. <laughs> Do you do you remember the um do you remember the Weird Al uh there's a Weird Al song um where he comments that um I'm more humble than thou art. All I can think of with that is I'm more logical than thou art. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no It is obvious to me. Let's have, that I let's am have a logic throwdown here. Yeah. Um and I imagine that their person has to go through their academy and get purpose. <laughs> oh, God, in goal. Let's just say yeah. that being the head pointy-ear person in charge would be an extreme accomplishment. I still think it'd be like herding cats, though. I mean... <laughs> it totally would. Logically, but anyway, yes, I, I would accuse the misogyny based on a single line in Tangled Destinies where 
Amanda said to Spock that Sarek didn't discuss his personal reasons for coming to Earth because they weren't his, they were Spock's. So in, in my implication that Sarek chose to protect his son's privacy, labeled a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I just... I was in college, I was a junior... And um, I told this woman that I worked with that Jesus was Jewish. Mm-hmm. Because he was, okay? Historically, if you put the heat this yeah. <laughs> as a historical figure, he was Jewish. In the fucking Bible, he's Jewish, okay? So anyway, I told her this, and she told me I was going to hell. Jesus was a Christian. That's no, what he wasn't. Said to me. I swear to God, that's what she said to me. I swear to Thor, that's what she said to me. And she said, and you're going to hell. And I said, I want to tell you something right now. And everybody kind of leaned over. I said, that's not the reason I'm going to hell. (laughs) So that person who says I was misogynistic about Tangled Destinies, that's not the reason I'm misogynistic. No, it, it, I'll take that one. <laughs> I, have, I don't hate you because you're female. I hate you because you're a bitch. <laughs> I think I and you're not, I'm not real wild. Bitch. No, I I'm not real wild about the people who you know will will hug their ignorance tight to their chest, protect it and love it, and call it George, and never want it to see the light of day or or you know get exposed to logic. You know. No, Sybil, Sybil asked, did she not know what a Christian is? As a matter of fact, they don't know what a Christian is. They're, they don't read the Bible. They're told what to think about the Bible, these people. Yep. They think a Jesus good. was white and he had blonde hair and blue eyes and came from California. They'd uh-huh. be really surprised to meet him. And, by the way, he's he's also very pale well-groomed, and bathes on a daily or twice-daily basis. My husband thinks it's offensive, but I call that version of Jesus for Christ. Mm, no. The I problem do. Is I that call that for Christ. I'm sorry. I do. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I'm, I'm just not sorry. I call him Server Christ. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, when the History Channel was actually producing History Channel, you know, or history do, uh, documentaries and not ancient alien shit, um, they, had a, they had a documentary where they went looking in, I think it's Galilee, or what would have been the historical um, town where, you know, we've been told that, that Jesus was from, and they looked at... Um, Graves and uh, and and households of that era, um, who would have been contemporaries with the the time period that we are told that um, Christ was alive, and they they did skull reconstructions on people. Not going to find surfer Jesus there. All right, um, look looking more like if you walk down you know uh, parts of you know central you know Egypt. Um, nobody would notice because he'd look just like everybody else. 
know, it's uh But Star for Christ would stand right out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 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 terribly sorry. Not really. Um I uh I know I know that um my atheism is ugly. Uh and I don't care, but I don't want you to hate me for it or be terribly offended. Um so I don't mean it personally to you. Oh no. Like um, Simple says, wait, wait, how did we go from porn to religion? How? Porn and religion are, are intimately involved. You didn't look, there <laughs> the Bible is is has been whitewashed for years. There's enough, you know, sex and politics and more sex and rape, uh forced marriage and rape. slavery. Incest. Can't forget the dollops of that happening oh, throughout incest, the whole yes. 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 And, and those are the good know, Christians. Um, yes, I'm those sorry. are the, those are the pillars of the community. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not sorry. I'm terrible. No, and, and I'm, I'm terrible. terrible. You know what? Here's I don't even think we've left the new. I, we haven't left the old testament I don't, at that point. I don't respect religion. I don't. Um, I find it to be a great a source of great evil and ugly in this world. That's your right to be religious and spiritual. So I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you personally or um, whatever, unless you're a Republican. <laughs> Xandra's just managed to get me to, to, to blink a couple times because Xandra's comments, Jesus was gay for Judas. I've read about Bible porn. Thank you. I, know I brain am bleach. not going to read Bible fan fiction. You know, there's reasons why... I solemnly swear on my magic that I will not read <laughs> Bible fan fiction. The, the closest I've come to that is, unfortunately, it's it's um, the, the fanfic for Angels and Demons and that other movie that is in the same group. Oh, um, but you know, when you think about it, the New Testament's like Jesus fanfic. It is Jesus fanfic, considering that most of it was put together about 200 years after the poor guy was dead, along with all of his, his apostles. They were all dead. It was all letters. And even the then, it got edited. The is Jesus fanfiction. OMG. <laughs> but it gets better because the original uh, New Testament, the, the one you can find in ancient Aramaic and little bits and pieces all over Dead Sea Scrolls and, and stuff. That is um, that's the original fan fiction, and then you've got the King James version, which is really fan fiction. And uh, Lila comments that that the the one I was talking about was the Da Vinci Code, and she's right. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the the King James Bible, which most thumpers that I, I've met seem to to be very very enamored with. It was put together by committee, not using original sources, and it was run, um, once the committee came up with their recommendations, it was given to King James to approve, disapprove, or edit, okay? So it, it's a Bible written from multiple secondary sources put together by committee and approved by a madman. The fact it's legible and never going is to happen absolute that King James is an AU of an AU. Yes. It's interesting. Religion is it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. That's okay. 
religion is interesting. Um, it's an interesting response that um, primitive people made um, to the environment that they lived in. You know, if you look mm-hmm. back at you know earth worship and then sun worship, and so you know, and the Romans and the Greeks, mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's an interesting response that primitive man had to their environment, and they prayed in order to give some sense of control. They were seeking to control an environment they had no hope of controlling. So they used prayer and to kind of shape their lives and their environment. And so it's interesting to see how that that, that earth worship transferred to sun worship and then moved forward into the Greeks and the Romans and then, you know, um, the uh-huh. forward. Now, I'm not saying you're primitive if you're religious. I'm not. I'm saying that the origins of organized religion started when man was primitive. Uh-huh. And it's moved forward in a very interesting and, and sometimes terrible way. I mean, it is... You can't... Have you not acknowledge the fact that people kill in the name of their God. Mm-hmm. That they feel justified in murdering other people to please their God. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is why we have those uh, uh, those lovely pyramids down in you know South America with the really interesting yeah, pictures. Yeah, it's not they, they're, No, and that's ritualized. You know, yes, that's ritualized murder. The 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 um their version of the football pits, you know, they're they're not exactly the greatest thing on the planet either because those were ritualized murder. Um, you've got uh, over in Egypt, they've got their own versions thereof. Um, there's the bog bodies in that they found in parts of Ireland and across Europe, where um, people were ritually murdered and buried in peat bogs. Okay, now some yeah. of them were probably you know, um, done because they had broken the laws. Others were, were put there for whatever reason that we don't know. They don't have written records. Um, Berlain says it's, it's a different big dick syndrome. Politician and religious mm-hmm. leaders are the worst offenders. But you know, it's the real the power, the power of a politician is money. Mm-hmm. The power of a religious leader followers mm-hmm. they're the ones that shape our world in very terrible terrible ways and yes some shape the world in amazing ways and they bring water to places that don't have water and they feed and they close and they conscript people who never heard Jesus in Christianity but you know their intentions are honorable But there are so many people who use their God worship to suppress Mm -hmm. and destroy other people. And that's ugly. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. So I'm an atheist, but I'm also a Democrat. And earlier I um, had a radio show where I uh, 
inferred that pedophiles and Republicans were both irredeemable. Yeah, I think they are. I'm sorry if you're no, I'm not. I'm not sorry if you're a Republican. I, I I think you're irredeemable because there are only two reasons to be a Republican. You're either a fiscal Republican or you're a social Republican. Fiscal Republican, and you're not worth several million dollars. You're just dumb because those Republicans they don't care about your money. They care about their own. And they're stepping on you to get ahead, and you're never going to get any of that money because people got economics does not work. It never works. It never will work. So what it boils down to, if you're a fiscal Republican, what you're saying is, is that the dollar in your wallet is more important than the greater good, that our society can burn. And children can starve in the street as long as you have money. And if you're a social Republican, you're a bigot and a racist and a misogynist. That's my opinion. <clears throat> so once and I said that, some version of that, and I got a really... Mm-hmm. Um, large email full of butthurt. So if I mm-hmm. butthurt you that you've been listening, don't email me about it. I don't care about your butthurt. Your butthurt is none of my business. Keep it to yourself. So I'm going to tell you right now, Republicans make my ass bleed. <laughs> just, just, oh, oh. If I watched Fox News for more than five minutes at a time, my TV would already be broken because I would have thrown something at it. And I love my TV. It's attached to my Xbox. <laughs> a reasonable tenant is willing to accept your butt hurt. So if your butt hurt over what I just said and you feel like you need to vent, you go ahead and you send me an email and I will forward it to your original tenant and he can help you with your ass problem. <laughs> He's bisexual, so it doesn't matter if you're male or female. He can help you both out. Aren't you bisexual, original Tempest? I thought you were. Yeah, he he's he's he is, but he seems to. Um, he's excited. Yeah, he's, he's not terribly excited by this. Yes, he's not so, the only bi minion on that that you have. You realize this, don't you? Send me your butt hurt, and I will forward it to original Tempest, and he will take care of your ass. Uh, or if you're not American, you're ours. Is that, is that how you say it? Ours. Yeah, ours. Yeah, A-R-S-E. Um, does er, everyone yes, knows original tennis ass? Everyone knows I'm an extreme status, right? Oh, original tennis. You're really lucky. You just here. got her all hot and bothered. You know, if if you don't want to get, or I would come if to you Canada don't want to get, thank you. <laughs> if you don't want to get your butt hurt handled by OT, original Tempest, the the you know oh so lovely you know extreme sadist. Our you know what? Sadist. I'll take. Huh? It's just the thing is, is you know, I, see the terrible part is, is I claim original Tempest is my brother. Now, the whole thing's ruined. The whole thing is ruined. I claimed you as my sister, and, and, you know, this is... 
it, it all went downhill from there. Hmm? I wouldn't let you spank my ass either, so. I wouldn't I would want totally to. let Chris spank my ass, though. I'm going to tell you right now, Chris, you could totally spank my ass. I'd let you. <laughs> I think you just made Chris's day. I, I think I heard a large squeal coming from somewhere down by Oz. <laughs> yeah. um, I can honestly say I wouldn't be tempted to, to thank your ass. I'd watch. You know, I have no problems with that. And I, I know where I could find Chris some interesting toys, you know, but that's not a problem. But, you know, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, you know, if you have a problem with my opinions on religion or politics, um, I have no fucks to give, so don't waste your time sending me an email unless you want me to forward it to original Tempest so he can handle your butt hurt for me because he, he will. Mm-hmm. I am firmly certifying his ability and his authority to handle your butt hurt. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. He's also he is the official. Stuff. He is the official, the official minion butt hurt handler. <laughs> I'm just, you know, this this is kind of going I back to what I was talking about. People, and so here's the thing: I'm ranting. Okay, I rant a lot. I bitch a lot. If if bitching is practically a hobby for me. But I don't understand people who send me big, long-ass emails telling me how hurt or upset I've made them because they know I don't care. Because that one person <laughs> said it in the beginning, I know you don't care, but I really I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so why do you waste an hour of your life writing me this long-ass email when you know I don't care? <sighs> why? That's like that asshole who read every single part of Ties That Bind and bitched about every single part of Ties That Bind. Ties That Bind. Pie. Obviously, I want some pie. Obviously. Uh huh. I have no pie. It's terrible. (coughs) You went to the grocery store today. You know? Oh, my God. It was chocolate. Um, Anyways. Why would you mm-hmm. waste your time reading something that, because Ties Bind is not a small read. Why would you nope. read the whole thing just to bitch about it and tell me how perverted I am? I already know how perverted I am. I use We're happy with you. Thank you. Only, what is it, noun? Is it a noun? Yeah, it's a noun. I use cock like it's my only noun. I know I'm a pervert. I don't need your assistance to let me know this. <laughs> I am aware of my perversion. I run a cock worshiping cult on Facebook. <laughs> it's not a secret. No, and as a matter of fact, there's two people on there that I'm not going to approve because I don't know if they're even part of of the group. I, they've got no you know no ties to anybody, so eh, they're they're sitting there until I figure out what to do with them. Um. Why are you just send them a note saying, hey, are you aware that you're trying to join a cock worshiping cult? 
there's a thought. It's amazing how that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, one of the things like I commented to uh, Kira earlier this week when we were talking, and it was um, mainly because of, of the Facebook um, whole thing with uh, Minion headquarters and, and Rough Trade and, and just the sheer number of, of interconnect, and interconnections between her Kira Facebook and My Lady Holder Facebook, um, there's a very thriving community that is springing up. And it's not something that she originally uh, set forth to, to produce or, or to host, but it's because all the people who are involved with this, all the people who listen to these, these um, radio shows, all the people who read our, our, um, our stories and comments and the, the groups that follow you know, the, the various rough trade things, it's no longer or it's not wholly a, a group of you know, lonely people from across the world, and we are in some cases, but we're now a community that is um, – we stretch across the planet. I mean, if people go go silent, we freak. I mean, we we will sit here and, you know, where are they? Has, is anybody nearby? Can can you, you know, this is what we do, okay? And it's it's an incredibly cool thing to 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 watch happening. Um, Dark Evanescence comments, it's a long way from your old map on your site, Kira. It is. Um, yeah. I took the map down because of privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. That map got really Current. specific on people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got listen, really. Like, one person reported that the dot was practically over their house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Currently, currently looking at the number of people in Minion headquarters, there's 236 people in there, all right? And every week, we get four or five people who ask to join, okay? It's um, Well, it's users not on small. Rough Trade equals... Um, oh, wow. There are 3,200 members to Rough Trade. Mhm. Um, on the Kira. rough trade, yeah. On the rough trade um, Facebook, there's 168. You know, that's that's and one of those things that you you, you sit there and you blink out. My stats for my website it's been it's been active for six years. It's got 17,605 comments, 284 posts, 70 pages, two million. 200,000 to, I don't know how, 2,200,000 words, basically. <laughs> There's some change there on me, and I'll say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, me I've and Matt, got, we're not friends. Um, users. I, let's see. There are 5,319 members um, to my website. These are individual let's users because I mark them by um, IP address. And they're not I've got, they just blocked out. I think I have about 100 bots a week, so. Mm-hmm. I've got 556 uh, followers on my for my site. Um, 208 follow me through Facebook. I've got um, 611,195 views 
to my site as a whole. Um, I don't even know. With over 1,500 uh, 1500 comments. Um, on a day-to-day basis, because I can actually view by country, um, I, I go over the the whole globe. I mean, if I look at the last quarter, I go from almost 19,000 hits in the U.S. to one in Honduras, one in Pakistan, which I'm kind of wondering what Brave Soul actually clicked on the link to get me in Pakistan. Yeah, all because right. I'm banned in all the Pakistans. You're yeah, you and you and anything that ends with sand is just not happening. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm don't banned like in me. Pakistan. Yeah, I don't they think don't I'm like banned me. in Pakistan because they keep showing up. Um, Russia, I've got 53 coming out of Russia. The hell is going on over there? 107 in Romania. Mm. Um, I don't know. Um, God, my stats are ridiculous. Do you actually want me to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go for um, it. They're starting in 2011 because um, that's when I moved to my self-hosting. I had to go over to my other site to get the numbers from that. Um, I average 158 to 170,000 hits a month. Mm-hmm. In January of 2014, my biggest month, oh, no, my biggest month ever is November of 2013, 226,000 hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm over, let's see, I did 1,879,000 hits last year. I'm at 1,335,000 hits for this year, and, I'm, and we've got three months left. I'm having a slow period for this month, um, but my best month was May 2011 at 29,801. Hmm? We aren't posting because we did rough trade and, you know, there's not really many mm-hmm. postings. Yeah, and then... Um, that's, that's when I started Sobon. You're absolutely right, Tempest. That's when I started mm-hmm. Sobon. Um, yep. So I'm on my self-hosted site. I'm at 5 million for... Uh, 5 million, 5,666,000 hits for the whole site since 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, Every uh, year. I don't know how to look at the other part. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I found it. Yeah, it looks like every, pretty much every year since I started posting on this in 2010, my average has gone up. Um, I'm currently at uh, 126,429 uh, views this year. I'm a lot smaller fish than you are on this. Okay. Which is just... Um, on my old site that was hosted on the other mm-hmm. uh, thing, my official total on hits was 5,551,016. So if I <laughs> add those to my self-hosted, um, I have over 10... I have 11 million hits mm-hmm. on my site. Since its inception, my countries, as of today, my countries listed in order of popularity: 
United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia. Chris, I know that, I know that was you. But Chris, 277 times, are you serious? That's a little excessive. Just kidding. Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, Poland, South Africa, New Zealand, France, Hungary, and Sweden. Gary, looking at the search terms. I don't want let to know because I know. Let me share with you the search term that led somebody to my site today. <laughs> Headmaster Potter Hermione sucks dick. Someone put that in Google and got my site. Um, let's see. This was. Oh, my God. I got one better. This is the best thing to ever happen to me. I have, I won the whole Internet again. This is better than the deal that I worked with friends. Listen to this. Kira Pierce, a professional dominatrix known as Goddess Kira. Really? How fucking fabulous is that? Oh. How fucking what the hell are they looking for? That? I don't know, but they found me. I hope they enjoyed themselves. We're down to a minute. How crazy was that? Dildo and friends. I spell dildo on words with friends rowing. I it was amazing. <laughs> I took a picture. I got one from for from O T. I wrote Jism. J I S M Now most of the people are looking for actually me when they get me, but I don't know who mm-hmm. Kira Pierce, but apparently she's a professional dominator, so it's goddess Kira. You can call me goddess too if you want. Okay. Um, <laughs> that radio show had no point whatsoever. I hope you guys had a great time, and I'll, I'll take suggestions on what to call it on Facebook. Let me know what that you That sounds think. like a good idea. And fuck it. Have a good weekend. You too. Shut up and sit down. Can't wait for summer? Old Navy's huge summer sale starts now. All jeans, all tees, all dresses, and all shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Shorts from $12 for adults, $7 for kids. Buy online and pick up in-store for free today. All jeans, tees, dresses, and shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 5-6 to 5-12. Excludes in-store clearance. Active, licensed, men's packaged, and flag tees. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Proctor. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Proctor, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations.